0: And welcome to the eighth episode of Runalyze. This India's first running podcast. This is Dharmendra, the host for this podcast. This is a podcast with an Indian flavor for runners wherever you may be around the world. I'm a running coach and freelance writer based out of Bangalore, India. For those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time, thank you for doing so. For those of you who've listened to previous episodes of the podcast and have come back to listen again. Thank you twice over, especially for being patient with the gap in programming over the past year. A lot has happened in my life since the recording of the last episode. I got married soon after the previous episode and then got busy doing activities in my life that helped me earn a living. Besides, I didn't have enough motivation to record another episode without finding the guest interesting enough. I have asked for suggestions from listeners on potential guests in the past but have received none so far. So you will have to bear with my prejudiced decision making for a while. As of today, the podcast remains a fun activity and an indulgence that I permit myself when I am overwhelmed with the urge to share my excitement for all running related matters that I can't do on Twitter. I do not have much beyond an interview and a listing of events on the running calendar on this episode but I can confidently assert that the interview alone is worth your time as the guest is an accomplished amateur athlete. This episode's guest is Deepak Raj, an amateur triathlete and coach who currently lives in Australia with personal bests of 10 hours 23 minutes for the Ironman and 2 hours 59 minutes for the marathon. Both accomplished within six weeks of each other, making them even more impressive together if they weren't impressive already as standalone accomplishments. He has been very sweet and accommodating with his time, staying up late across the globe in order to help me close out the interview. I hope you have fun listening to him. I apologize in advance for the audio quality since uh, the interview was recorded on a Skype call and there are some minor annoyances which I know of already. Hi Deepak, welcome to Runalyze. This. I'm happy to revive the podcast by recording you for our first show in almost a year. Why don't we get started by you telling us how you started running?
1: I took up running when I was sort of 25 years old. I think this was in 2002, and uh, the main reason was I just wanted to lose some weight. I wasn't happy the way I was. This was when I was in Germany on an IT assignment, uh, and obviously noticed. Most people around me were very active, and I thought I should do something about it. And I was close to almost 90 kilos then. And so I went ahead and signed up for a marathon, the Berlin Marathon there. And I didn't have any experience of running a 5 or a 10k or a half marathon, but pretty much, uh, you know, I read a few articles, spoke to a few people, and uh, you know, just decided to have a go and managed to complete it. So that's how it all started.
0: And how long did you train for for your first race?
1: Not necessarily the ideal one. I think I signed up in July and the race was in September right? September 30th. So, I think I had, uh, I would say, three months and uh, the most I would ran really at that time was maybe a 6 or an 8K and I was heading back to India end of that year and I thought that's my only window to do something. So, went ahead.
0: So, you did a long run of about 8K and then walked into the race?
1: No, no, no. When I signed up in July, I most ran was, oh, okay. I think an eight or a nine k. I did uh, I did my three months of sort of training and had the usual trouble of knees and other things, you know, hurting, aching. Sure. Every every guy has gone through that.
0: Right. So I knew of you only when you turned up at Mumbai and ran 301. And most of us didn't know you. We knew you were Indian, but in the amateur category, you ran pretty much the most impressive time amongst amateurs. You ran 301. And before we started this call, you just updated me. You ran 259 uh, just last week. Can you take us through the kind of changes you made very briefly from an approach perspective from your first race to your most recent one? Like, for example, did you have a coach when you ran the first one? Do you have a coach now?
1: Yeah, I think the first one was pretty much uh, read something on the internet, talk to a few people who have done a marathon before. So the first one was... Pretty much uh, that way. Not the most ideal of preparation given just three months of real workouts and not too much experience, but uh, got across the line. Uh, after that, I got quite hooked onto it. And then I obviously read through a little more and tried to put some sort of a structure and gave myself a goal of saying, let me go try running a sub four hour marathon, you know, in the next maybe couple of years. Did uh, take care of a little more in the nutrition side, um, you know, in terms of diet and nutrition a little more. The volume of workouts and structure, tried to put some structure to it. Didn't have a coach or anything, pretty much self-coached. I managed to run a 4.12 and a 4.25 in the next couple of years. Great. I was on track to run a 4 in both the races, but obviously my pacing was not right. So obviously that's something I've learned the hard way i definitely tried running the first half maybe a little too fast or anything so learned a few lessons there went back and took another year to train better pace my long runs better um, nutrition during the race and being patient of being patient of running the first half and the second half as evenly as possible that's when i did a 359 then in end of 2005 that was a good milestone from a running perspective so after that I did a few 357 358 all of them were in around four hours and at that stage sort of I tried my hand at triathlon and sort of you know got very much hooked on to Ironman triathlons and did you sessions. swim
0: before uh, you started training for the triathlon or the Ironman registration itself was like a impetus to start swimming
1: I did know a little bit of swimming uh, what I had tried a little bit in my school days and I had attempted a small triathlon in a swimming pool which was around 200 or 300 meters and I and I should admit I really struggled because okay. the most I could swim was like 25 or 50 meters and then needed you know a big break and sort of like that. And the only reason actually I... One reason I signed up for an Ironman triathlon was it—it it looked like a challenge, something to try. And just saw it on TV and said, "Okay, let's sort of you know give that a go." And I also felt uh, if I train for it and do that race, I you know I'll, my swimming will get better. That was the second sort of big reason why I signed up. You well, know, I'm still trying to improve my swimming. I was definitely wrong thinking doing one Ironman triathlon will make me a better swimmer. Definitely not. But yeah, and then my most of my focus in the last whatever few years has been Ironman triathlons. Even though there is a marathon in that, the type of training and the base at which you run that is different. But I still love running. So I tried to squeeze in sort of an independent or a straight marathon here and there. So I did one in two thousand nine after that, uh, did a three thirty. At that stage I did have a coach for a triathlon perspective, so got some guidance in general from a running perspective also. Right. And then I followed that up with a three one five in two thousand twelve. But again, uh, the volume of triathlon was quite high, so I didn't want to push too much to do independent races. So but last few months wanted to do a three R sub three R, which was always my Long-term goal. So, decided to pick that up again and uh, did Mumbai this year. Came close. Did 3.01. Wanted to go sub-3. So, again, found another race and did one on Sunday, 6th of July. Right. And I did 2.59. That's been a good... Uh, it's been good to tick off that sub-3 thing after a long time.
0: I personally think, given that your uh, 3.01 and Mumbai came, you know, less than two months after your personal best in the Ironman till date. That's that pretty much as impressive as a 259 standalone, right? Because I don't think you'd have recovered completely from the Ironman effort.
1: Yeah, it was uh, obviously... When I did speak to my uh, coach and others and whoever had ran, most of them felt, well, it'll be hard to push that because uh, especially you won't be able to do too many speed workouts or anything between that. Your legs are still sort of recovering. But sometimes it's sort of good in terms of a volume thing. Even the one I did last week... Uh, uh, just two months before, I had done an Ironman. So, again, because the Ironman volume is quite high and quite packed, you don't get too many windows to squeeze this in. So, right. okay. the most I can squeeze in is usually six weeks after a triathlon or seven or eight weeks after. So, yeah, trying my best to keep myself uh, trying to do a little more little more independent sort of straight marathons, okay. uh, which is always good.
0: So, have you managed to better your previous Anman? I mean, the one you ran before Mumbai? No. I came,
1: uh, I did a 1023 Antman in December 2013. Right. The one I did, in May uh, 1027.
0: Uh, okay. The
1: courses are different, but obviously, it's, it's not a PB overall. But I did my swim and my bike times here and there, a couple of minutes here and there. So the course was slightly difficult compared to the previous one, but pretty much the same time. So I would like to think that
0: there's been a little bit of improvement. That brings me to my next question. One of the things that uh, you notice as you start improving your training is you also learn to pick races. Were all your earlier races, like when you're running in the 4-hour range, uh, were they all uh, in, say, temperate climates? And once you moved to Australia, they must have gotten a lot more humid, right?
1: I should admit, I I didn't think too much about temperature or humidity and things. I, I just, wherever I was, because of uh, the IT job and I was working with Infosys, wherever they used to send me for projects, I just picked races where I could. Wow, okay. Uh, the first few in Germany were pretty much in summer and can get hot. I, I remember in one of those races... Was trying to run us up for and the temperature was around 36 or 37 on that day. It was quite a bad day. Wow. Right, just those days. Um, did a couple of them in the US, which was again in Phoenix, which is again a bit in the hot condition. So I haven't given it much thought, but yeah, I, I tend to do well when it's not too cold
0: oh i see that's interesting in the triathlon universe also i know that people look for what are called you know slightly softer races for good time but you seem to you know thrive like you said in even warmer conditions that's uh, that's pretty interesting Personally, I also think, you know, I make excuses at least in training saying that, you know, I don't do well in warm weather. So, I don't even pick races. To race for a personal best, I, I would love to run, you know, colder races and hence pick temperate weather races. Which is why I pretty much go to the US only for racing once a year. How often do you race? How many races do you do in a year? Ironman
1: triathlons, uh, I would say one or two a year. Right. Uh, and uh, marathons well I haven't uh, like last my last marathon before Mumbai was only in 2012 I mean there was there were marathons in the Anman Triathlon That's so good. if you yeah. really count independent or a straight marathon uh, I've sort of done once in three years or something like that I haven't focused much on running because my swimming and cycling were a big weakness uh, relative to running Right. So, so I decided to focus on that but this year I just wanted to Again, because I've changed jobs and I've now taken up coaching and running, I wanted to just get my running a little more and I to just get a little more involved with you know both my athletes and others. So just a little more focus on running the last few months.
0: Okay. Why don't you tell us what your routine is like and how it has changed from the time that you kept a full-time job to what you do now because you coach full-time now, don't you? Yes, I do. How has your routine changed? You know, from say like two years ago to today
1: i think uh, in terms of the volume of training uh, i think it's not changed too much just because now i have a little more time compared to my previous one
0: sure i've not gone
1: overboard and just done too much uh, but i definitely have uh, improved on the amount of rest and recovery and sleep and other things which was definitely not optimal before so i've got that under control right uh, i've also got uh, a better balance on you know work and spending time with family and training i think that's been more effective because i can dictate terms in terms of you know how i structure my work day work week and everything and obviously the amount of travel which i used to do before due to the job i had that's also changed which means you know it's a little less uh, a little less uh, uh, impact on the schedule and uh, in general the training and everything else most of my workouts used to be in the mornings Even before, even while I was working uh, in Infosys or now. So I've continued the same. I start maybe, you know, five in the morning. And I usually swim most days in a week. Because swimming is my weakness. And cycle again, maybe five to six days a week. Some of them could just be just commuting to swimming pool and stuff. Right. And I run three times a week. And uh, time permits a little bit of gym and yoga in the week. And Sundays are like big training workout days. and Middle of the week, Wednesday tends to be something close to it. Uh, most of the other days are pretty moderate and Monday is like a light recovery day. That's that's a general routine I would have.
0: Okay, now that you've told us how you morphed from keeping a full-time job and doing Man to probably getting a little more time on recovery and being more in control of your schedule, can you tell us a little more about how your family has helped in your prep and do they make it more challenging? Is it easier? Especially because you have a young kid. I think
1: uh, in general, my parents have always been supportive all the way through. Even though you know, Ironman triathlon sounded a bit like a crazy idea to try. And again, my wife's been extremely supportive and accommodative. Because uh, it's quite a high volume thing. I mean, the last one year, I, I've had my own sort of, I work for myself. I run my own business now. Right. But before that, right. definitely working with Infosys. And she was equally working full time. I think she was definitely helping me get through pretty much my schedule of whatever I have to do work or training and a few things. So definitely needed that. My son's four years old. So again, one, that was one of the reasons why I had to sort of you know move on from emphasis where I wanted to spend more time with home family. So the evening workouts are definitely now, you know, I don't do any evening workouts. I would rather spend time at home with, you know, wife and kid and uh, try to, you know, uh, do most of my workouts in the morning. Right. And yeah, in addition to just supporting on race day, there's a lot which goes on every day in terms of training and just getting a few things right. And so that's something which has been really helpful uh, with my wife being quite very supportive.
0: That's, uh, that's quite nice to hear. If you had to say go back to 2002, but with the knowledge that you have now, not just from a training perspective, but uh, let me put it this way. From the viewpoint of things that you you know shouldn't do, Is there anything that you would, you know, go back and tell your 24 year old self that, you know, these are definite things that I wouldn't try?
1: I think a little more structure to my training, which was missing. Uh, I would have focused a little more on fundamentals. I would have definitely taken, you know, taken not just general advice from everybody and sort of tried to put it together. I would have, you know, picked a coach and, you know, sort of stuck with it. Just to sort of help me through, especially giving a good structure, fundamentals at the beginning and again all the way through. Because I've seen the difference it makes. So I think that's one thing which definitely stands out compared to when I started to what I've sort of learned over the period.
0: Right. Now, um, if you had to give just say three tips to beginners, somebody who's looking to run their first marathon in say six months, it's pretty much the time that Bombay is going to come by or in, in even in a year or maybe do an Ironman In two years, like I have some dreams of doing an Ironman by the time I'm 40, which is about four plus years. What are the three tips you would give to these groups of people, beginners and, you know, Ironman aspirants?
1: I think to start with, uh, you know, focus on duration and not worry too much about pace or speed and a few other things. Sure. And the early on pains and niggles and all will be there. But as long as you take proper care, rest, recover and things, you know, you'll get over it right and second would be you know regularity and consistency even if it means running three times a week or four times a week now just keep doing that keep knocking week on week don't have don't throw away all the good work you've done by having an off week or a couple of weeks and then coming back a little more taking like one step forward and two steps back sort of a thing so i've seen quite a few people throw away all the good work they've done by having sort of, you know, too much breaks, intermittent breaks in between.
0: And by that, do you mean even uh, nutrition or, uh, you know, just uh, training, you know, volume of training or intensity of training?
1: One is the training, but when I say training, it comes down to obviously doing the running or in case of triathlon, all three elements. Right. You know, the rest and the recovery and the nutrition and what you do. Just be consistent with it. Don't have uh, an off week and an off month and And again, you're going to start again from scratch, especially when you're starting from the beginning, you take a long time to take that next step. So it's going to be more crucial at that stage. Once you've been a seasoned sort of runner and things, having, leaving, I mean, not running for two, three weeks, you're not going to lose too much fitness. You're going to get it back very quickly, but it's not the case when you're starting up, trying to run your first marathon and everything. So that's very important. The third thing would be, you know, register for a race, Uh, have a clear goal and, so that you have a reason to wake up and get that workout done. And uh, rather than just have certain soft goals, I think it's good to pin something down very clearly with a race, register for it, have a goal. I mean, finishing it itself can be a goal and yeah, chase that.
0: Yeah. One of the things I noticed from your blog post, especially after the Ironman won the last year, Ironman, is that you also spent some time talking about hitting the racing weight. I guess that's one of the critical things to being in that kind of shape because if you let yourself go, you can slide quite a bit on weight and then you spend more than a couple of months just getting to the right weight.
1: You're right. A lot of people have like a 16-week thing before a key race, right. but they spend the first three or four weeks trying to get into training fit. Absolutely. You, know, you need to be yeah. sort of training fitness and then you do. So I would like to be in a, in a training fitness thing all year long. I don't want to have sort of... Off days, I mean, you do a good race, I mean, just like anybody else, I'd like to, you know, treat myself. I do have a couple of days where I, you know, I would pretty much try to eat whatever I can right. because you'd be quite disciplined building up to a race, but not going to go overboard and throw away everything which is yeah. being built. I just try to be, you know, be moderate, just relax a bit more. And, uh, and again, don't have to work too hard before your next race starts or your next race training starts.
0: Right. Even what you've told us about your own progress and what you've achieved in, say, the last 24 months or so, do you have any goals outside of uh, you know the Ironmans or running marathons? Do you have any plans to do ultra marathons in the future?
1: No, I haven't thought about ultra marathons right now. But uh, I love running. That's what that's something which I'm very much keen to. So I. I was very much a crossroads after doing a few marathons and getting this up four hour marathon. I was thinking, okay, what's next? I would love to get a three hour marathon, but I'm right. not going to get that very easily. So I was very tempted to try an ultra marathon, Right. but then this Ironman thing sort of, I saw it on TV and I chose that, Right. but I will sit back to something, you know, explore uh, different kind of running events and ultra running. After I take off all my goals in the Ironman triathlon, I'll definitely do a few maybe not not too crazy about 100 or 150 kilometer things but i'll try something else i'll explore a lot more towards ultra running and a few other races
0: right do you have any uh, specific goals for like this year do you have like a 10 hour ironman for the next two years or so i do you have something like that in mind is that time driven goal or is that something just based on variety like you mentioned about your running goals this year uh,
1: my fear I have two clear goals. I st- I have two clear goals. Uh, one of them was to run a sub-3 hour marathon. Right. My first one in Mumbai, I came close, but uh, I got that done last weekend. So from a running perspective, I think uh, this year I've ticked off those boxes. Right. Uh, in terms of Ironman, I want to do a sub-10 hour Ironman triathlon. If I can, uh, obviously I'll go for it uh, in terms of having a go this year. Yeah, long-term goals, there are a few in terms of trying to you know get better in my age group and you know, yeah, hopefully in a few years, eventually qualify for Ironman uh, Hawaii. That's a long-term goal Absolutely. in terms of Ironman Triathlon.
0: Yeah, I guess you, as an amateur, if you can get to Kona someday, that should be quite a big box to tick off. So yeah, good luck with that. Thanks, appreciate it. Before we wind up, Deepak, a couple of things. One is, anything else you would like to tell the listeners of this podcast? Because one of the things that has kept us from recording further episodes is actually finding people that the ordinary Indian, although this podcast is not only for Indians, but largely running is just like a 10-12 year old phenomenon in India. So... It's always difficult to find guys who can dispense advice and most of it is experiential. So avoid duplication. I have kind of stayed away from just doing an episode for the sake of it. But when I found somebody with like a story to tell like yours, I've tried my very best to ask you whatever I think that a new person would like to know from, from the entire journey, be it an Ironman or running a sub three hour marathon. Is there anything you would like to add? One of the reasons why I sort of moved on from sort of my
1: own corporate IT job to this was in addition to, you know, just sort of having a lot more chasing my goals. uh, One of the things also was to, you know, do my bit of getting triathlon a little more popular in India. So, I mean, understand the audience might primarily be runners, but, well, I started out as a runner and then I found something else. So, I think uh, if people are sort of have an inkling to try something, be it a duathlon or an aquathon or whatever, you know, just don't hesitate, just have a go. Uh, You definitely, you know, you may surprise yourself that you might like that Uh, or you can still keep running and use the other ones as cross training and then, you know, slowly progress towards it. It's quite a well all-rounded thing as opposed to running, which, which you know, uh, swimming is definitely, you know, much better as a recovery thing. So, again, to summarize, uh, if, if there are people out there who are thinking about triathlon, I think there are a lot of small little triathlons popping up here in India. So, if people can have a go and, you know, I think one, it'll help promote the sport and two, I think people also will find something else in addition to running, which they can put their hat on.
0: That's great, Deepak. So, to close things out, uh, how would people you know, get in touch with you? Can you let us know your email ID or your website so people can contact you? Sure.
1: People can reach me at uh, Deepak at tryanewlife.com. That's T R I A new life.com. Uh, my website's also www.tryanewlife.com. There is also a Facebook page uh, called Try A New Life Fitness Services. I mean, the link is pretty much there on my website sure. so people can definitely uh, go there for more information, reach out and if somebody out there was just thinking of doing a triathlon but doesn't know how or what just wants to have a chat just you know to bounce off some things you know I've had quite a few people reach out happy to have that conversation with anybody.
0: And you're also active on the Indian triathlon group aren't you? The uh, Indian yes, Ironman group there's a group of Ironman aspirants I think which you're a part of.
1: Yes. There is, uh, I mean, uh, people will be surprised about the number of people who have already taken up the sport. People have already done Ironmans. There are people who have done four, five. Kastub, I think, has done seven. Uh, There are lots of people who have already done Ironmans. People are, you know, getting there. August 11th, there is a Tonur Triathlon, which, you know, Ajit and team are putting up a very good show. So, there are some good opportunities and things for people to, you know, try that.
0: Great Deepak. Thank you so much for the time that you've given us, you know, especially given the late hour right now in Australia. We hope to get in touch with you soon. Thanks once again for your time and good luck with your goals.
1: Thank you Darmindra. Nice talking.
0: Thank you. Here's a list of upcoming events on the Indian and international running calendars. The Indian running calendar has gone quite crazy in 2014 with a significant increase in the number of organized events. Here are a few of them. If you are in Bangalore, you have the choice of attending the TRORT run on 26th July and the Bangalore Marathon's 3rd training run on 27th July. There is also the Go Humpy run on 27 July. If you are on the other side of the world, there is the Wipro San Francisco Marathon at which at least one friend of the show is participating. We wish him luck. If you are into just watching running as a fan of athletics, then catch up with the marathon at the Commonwealth Games on Sunday in the afternoon. The Puma Urban Stampede, the Bangalore Round, is on the 3rd of August. If you are in Gurgaon, there is the Running and Living Town and Country Half Marathon on the same day. The following weekend, on the 10th of August, there is the Pondi Marathon. There is the Atel Hyderabad Marathon on the 24th of August. There is a Puma Urban Stampede, the Chennai Round on the 7th of September. On the 13th of September, this is the Marathon du Medoc. It must surely be on the wish list for a number of runners who love their wine. On the 20th of September, we have the Kaveri Trail Marathon. On the 28th of September, there is the oddly named Shimla Ultra Half Marathon. On the 19th of October, we have the Bangalore Marathon, which has been generating a lot of buzz in the Garden City over the past few months. It's also the date for the Amsterdam Marathon. And with that, we come to the end of the 8th episode. I hope to hear from you on your comments if you're interested in supporting the show in some form you can write to me at this at gmail.com that is r-u-n-a-l-y-z-e-t-h-i-s at g-m-a-i-l this is a podcast for runners and by a runner so i would love to hear from you be it interesting facts about indian runners your experiences at global running events or just about anything you think is worthy of featuring on the podcast If you or your organization are interested in the world of running and would like to participate in the show in some manner, get in touch with me. Wish you the best for your training and your races. The music for this podcast has been composed by the talented Ramya Shankar. If you would like to listen to more of her work, visit www.ramyashankar.com. The blog for this podcast is at runalyzethis.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening until the next episode goodbye. The information provided and opinions expressed on this show are based on the opinions and experiences of the participants. You should exercise due caution and consult your doctor before taking any action. To this assumes no responsibility for your actions based on listening to the show which are assumed to be at your own risk.